Welcome. You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and head of mindfulness for Shoreline Meditation App. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. If these meditations support you and your practice, please consider donating to the show to support its continued growth, new offerings, and its ever-expanding team. You can find the link in today's show notes or simply visit merylarnett.com and click on podcast. All right, y'all, let's practice. All right. Happy Monday. Thank you to the brave folks who did not get scared away last week. We talked about how hard democracy is. We talked about gaslighting. We talked about the we talked about democracy and wellness both being acts versus states of being. And we talked about positive reappraisal. The idea that our practice, our meditation practice, might build the skills for us, might allow us to find benefit or growth or value within that hard work of engaging with the democratic process. And you know, my my subtitle for last week was, Am I Crazy? Right? Because we talked about like, this is, we turn on the news, you hear the news story, and you think, how can this possibly be? Am I crazy? And we talked about this being a form of gaslighting. So I want to continue the train of thought that we're exploring. Am I crazy? And if I'm not crazy, then I'm right. Here comes dangerous territory right there. If I'm not crazy, then I'm right. And I, you know, I feel like I told you this story when it happened, but I'm going to tell it again because it fits so nicely with this topic. You know, I go to all the school board meetings and I'm at the last school board meeting that I went to, which was a couple months ago, actually. And I'm sitting on one side of the room with all the people that I see every meeting. We all show up early and sign up to get our two minutes to talk. And we stand up and we talk about all the things that we think are unjust and unsafe and unfair in our public schools. And in the last meeting, there was a group of women, not dissimilar from the people that I see every week standing up and saying the same thing as me. They sat on the other side of the room. And when it was their turn to stand up, they stood up and one at a time they said, thank you so much, school board. You're doing an amazing job. You're upholding all of the values that I believe are true and just and real for our education system. I am so grateful. And I'm listening. I'm not joking. My jaw was on the floor. And it was on the floor, not because there were people that felt differently than me, but because they were using identical words and sentences, identical to what I was using, but the message was flipped. Where are the values? How is this safe? Thank you so much. I feel so safe. I was, I mean, literally 
If the emoji with your head exploding was real, it would have been me at this meeting. I could not believe how similar our language was and how different our ideology was. So luckily for us, because this is not abnormal, right? Especially in this day and age, it's like we are living in toxic polarity where you like can barely even stand to hear what the other side is saying, right? So there's a nonprofit called the Fetzer Institute that does amazing investing in sort of spirit-led research. And they've spent the last couple of years researching toxic polarity. And they recently released some of the results of their studies and they tested, I think it was like maybe 26 different interventions that were simply meant to shift the paradigm that it's us versus them. And they were really good. They were like, you know, some of it was as simple as like watching a video on misinformation. One of them that I really enjoyed was you picked like the party you identify with. So in a huge shocker here, I picked I'm a Democrat. And then it asked you to answer questions the way you think Republicans would answer the questions. And I will tell you, I got every single one wrong. Thousands of Republicans responded to the survey. I got every single one wrong. And I was like, okay. I definitely have some false narratives going on around what I think Republicans believe, the majority of them. But here's the one I want to talk about today. I'm going to post the link to all of those interventions for you guys in the community so you can explore them too, because you can do all of them yourself and like see how you respond. But there was one that was really interesting to me, and it was called Moral Differences. And the metaphor they use when talking about this is like our taste buds, right? So we all have the same taste buds on our tongue. They are salty, sweet, sour, bitter, and savory. I'm a salty girl. My husband's sweets. And I bet all of us have our own little differences in the way we taste. We like spice. Who likes cilantro and who doesn't, right? Our taste buds are different, even though we have the same taste. So... Moral foundations, these are like the moral values that we build our life upon. They come from the larger culture, from our family. If we have a faith-based community, our schools, our sports teams, the people that we grow up around instill and create the way we balance our moral foundations. So there are six of them, and I want to read them to you, okay? The first one is care. The CARE Foundation serves as the basis for caring for others and trying to prevent harm. This underlies the value of kindness and compassion. The second value is fairness. This foundation underlies values of justice, equality, and reciprocity. It's also connected to values of honesty and integrity. Number three is loyalty. The Loyalty Foundation underlies the drive to be loyal to groups that we're part of, our family, our school, our neighborhood, our religious community, our sports team. This foundation also forms the basis for patriotism, for being a team player, for self-sacrifice for the sake of a group. Number four is the Authority Foundation. This underlies the value of respecting tradition, laws, leaders, elders, 
and other forms of authority that you consider legitimate. Number five is sanctity. The sanctity foundation underlies the notion that certain things are pure or sacred and that they should be protected and treated with reverence. This also underlies the notion of treating the human body like a temple that must not be desecrated. And number six, the Liberty Foundation underlies our desire for autonomy, the freedom to make our own decisions. This serves as the basis for the ideal of individual freedom, as well as the desire to eliminate oppression. So care, fairness, loyalty, authority, sanctity, and liberty. In some way, shape, or form, we all possess all six of those in different degrees. And what's really interesting is that the degrees shift with issues. So one of the examples they use, and I wish I could remember the exact moral foundations, I can't, but one of the examples they used is there was the conversation was between two women, one pro-choice and one pro-life. And they both made a statement about why they believed what they believed. And it highlighted the values. And then they asked the same two women how they feel about gun control. And they gave their one, their one sentence response. And the values that they demonstrated in the gun control statements were the exact opposite of the values that they stated in the pro-life, pro-choice question. And it was fascinating to see how much it shifts even within yourself, right? So I want to do a little experiment. You up for an experiment? You have your sound on good? You can hear? I'm going to play a clip for you. And I, it's one word. And I, all I want is for you to notice what the word is. Okay? Ready? Laurel. 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 Here comes your poll. Ready? Can you answer the poll? What word did you hear? Did you hear Laurel or Yanny? Oh, whoa. All, okay, I've got three, four, four of you heard Yanny. I hear Laurel. Without, like, I will fight with you till the grave that I hear Laurel. And that recording, it is roughly 50% of the population hears Yanny and 50% hears Laurel. Ready for that? 50% hears Yanny, 50% hears Laurel. My, Michelle says my husband hears Laurel too. My husband hears Yanny. Right. It's crazy. And the interesting thing is, is I'm like, so I told, you know, I made my, I'm like, come listen to this clip. What do you hear? He says, Yanny, are you sure? Listen again. Is there any other word you can, I'm like giving him all the prompts. Yeah. I only hear Yanny. There's nothing else but Yanny. And I know I'm the one doing the thing, right? I know that 50% of people hear Yanny and I'm like, there's no why in that word. There is not a why to be heard. Fascinating. Fascinating, right? Same clip, same word. The way we hear is different. 
Okay, I'm going to play it again one more time. All right, ready? Laurel. 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 Did you hear Laurel? Nope. Oh, you are? Somebody changed? That's crazy. All right. So point being, you can imagine hearing that, not knowing it's a social science experiment, and your partner saying, no, I heard, I heard Yanny. And you're like, no, it is Laurel. You could f like seriously fight about this, right? You could have an argument because what you heard is real. If I'm not crazy, I'm right. And I heard Laurel. But the truth is, we listened to the same clip and we heard two very different things. The same goes with this moral foundations principle. It's not that I'm trying to be cruel or specifically unjust or vicious in some way. Perhaps I'm hearing Yanny, you're hearing Laurel, and my posit for today is just this. What if instead of going toe-to-toe -to -toe over what the word was, what if we started listening for what are the moral cues? What are you arguing for? Is it your sense of safety? Is it fairness? Is it authority? Is it liberty? And please hear me, I am not saying any of this to talk about right or wrong. I'm not making any statements about political issues and fairness and what is just. What I am specifically talking about is how do we engage in discussion when we're talking about the act of democracy in a way that is not toxic to us as individuals. And I wonder if rather than thinking, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to argue the difference between the way the mouth is shaped when it says Y and way, the way the mouth is shaped when it says L. And I'm going to argue about sound waves and the little vibrations of hairs in your ear. I'm going to bring all of my charts. What if instead of doing that, I was really curious about what values I was standing on and what I was hearing coming at me? And is there somewhere in there where there's room for discussion? I don't know. I don't know, but I would be very interested to explore conversations in this way. So, I think we're going to meditate. And I, I'm going to caution that tonight's meditation is going to be slightly different because I'm adding a bit of a visual element that I don't normally do. I want to play a little bit with how we engage with our own moral foundations, knowing that they shift, knowing that we can't ever be like, it is this. I have placed it in a box. It never moves. It never changes. It never varies. That's not the way it works. But the more we can get comfortable with our own fluctuations, 
the more we can be curious about what's driving our own thoughts, feelings, decisions. Maybe we can be curious about what drives others. How is it that I could go stand in front of that school board positive, positive that they were making bad decisions for the safety of our children? And another mom at that school said the exact opposite thing. How is that? And if I could go with curiosity rather than rage, how does that shift the way we engage? These are big asks. I am not pretending I have the answers, but I'm very happy to ask questions. So... With that in mind, how about we do a little practice together, yeah? Okay. So while I'm getting the music going, you're going to like do a little like, whew, shake your arms a little bit, move your spine, adjust your legs, like something just to let go a little bit of everything we just talked about because that is big and it can be really hard to even consider that some people hear Yanny and some people hear Laurel. Okay. So when you feel ready, when you've shaked it out a little bit, you've loosened your jaw, maybe you've stuck your tongue out, when you feel ready, let's bring ourselves into a comfortable seat. Taking a seat that feels steady and familiar. Letting your hands rest onto your lap. Letting your eyes drift closed, perhaps. And together as a group, we'll take a deep inhale in through the nose. And we'll exhale out a sigh. Deep inhale in through the nose. And exhaling out that sigh, letting go of your breath. Allowing your breath just to flow here. Taking a moment just to invite yourself to settle into this moment of stillness. This moment of reflection. And it begins when we silently say to ourselves, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. As you say those words to yourself, I wonder if internally you can slump back a bit. From the inside of your body out in all directions. Letting go. Particularly when we're talking about topics as emotionally charged as politics. 
I wonder if you can unclench your belly a bit. Inviting softness and breath to move through your belly. And perhaps that softness, that letting go, can move up through the heart space, the center of the chest. Maybe you invite that sense of melting, of letting go up through the throat. You're not holding back. They're not choking on words. They're open and breathing. And to that same effect, we soften along our jaw. the inside of the cheeks. We soften the space between the right ear and the left ear. Letting go of the skin around the eyes. and across the expanse of the forehead. Until ultimately we find ourselves seated here, open. Open to the movement of the breath. to the flow of thoughts and feelings. And for just about a minute here, let's hone our attention onto the breath. Inviting yourself to fully feel this next inhale. And this next exhale. And you don't need to exaggerate or shape your breath. Just for about a minute, feeling each inhale in. And each exhale out.
And our breath continues to flow. And our body is easy and open. And I'll invite you to bring to mind the image of six threads. Six threads dangling in front of you. And they might be of varying colors and textures or weights. And in your mind's eye, you reach out to touch this first thread. This thread that represents the foundation of care. The basis for caring for others, for trying to prevent harm. And we take a minute here to simply breathe and be with the foundation of care. You might notice that that particular thread has a color, evokes a feeling, memory, or idea. May simply sit and breathe with the foundation of care. When you're ready, you allow that thread of care to rest inside you. And you reach out to pick up the second thread, a thread of fairness. This thread highlights justice, equality, Reciprocity. This thread is connected to honesty and integrity. Let yourself be with this thread, noticing what you notice, the energy, the colors, the textures, the ideas. the thread of fairness.
And when you feel ready, let the thread of fairness rest inside you. And you gently reach for the third thread. A thread of loyalty. Loyalty to the groups that we belong to. Our families. Our schools. Our neighborhoods. Our spiritual communities. Exploring the thread of loyalty and the way you engage with this thread. And the third thread rests. We pluck the fourth thread. This thread is the authority. This thread respects tradition, laws, elders. How do you engage with a thread of authority? What comes up? What do you feel? Gradually, we rest the authority thread. Reaching for the fifth thread, the one of sanctity. Noticing how we engage with a sense of sacredness, purity.
allow Sankriti to rest. And we reach forward for liberty, the last of the threads. This thread underlies our desire for autonomy, the freedom to make our own decisions, as well as the desire to eliminate oppression. Liberty. And ultimately, we let this thread lie inside us alongside it, the others. And in, the, and in this last moment, as we let go into our breath, into our bodies, notice how these threads weave themselves together inside you. your specific tapestry. And as you see, feel, sense, or trust that tapestry inside you, as you let your breath begin to deepen, perhaps you'll just note how different all of our tapestries look. And the fact that somehow they are all made with the same threads. Feel your breath expanding into every nook and cranny of your body. Wiggling into your fingers and your toes, sensing into your edges. When you're ready, we'll take one last deep breath here together. Exhaling out a sigh, let it go. Taking all the time you need 
to let go of your practice, to blink your eyes open. Thank you, my friends. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, please consider leaving me a review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps others to find this show. To learn more about my live classes, virtual meditation retreats, my meditation app, Shoreline, or to make a donation to the show, please visit MerylArnett.com. Thanks again. I'll see you next week.